Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, on today's episode, we're going to do a word study. It's been a while since we've done one of these, and I wanted to do a word study today on redemption. It's a very important word and concept in the Bible, especially in the New Testament, and especially for Christians, but I think we would do well to dive into the original language a little bit and to really ask some good questions and just learn more about what this word means, because I think there's a more full-orbed understanding of redemption that we can gain by doing a word study. So first and foremost, the definitions of redemption and redeemed, how it's used in English are honestly lots of different ways. Typically, we have used redemption in terms of buying something back or repurchasing it. We can also, in a more antiquated way, use it to talk about freeing from captivity by uh, some sort of payment or ransom, to release someone from blame or from debt, uh, to change for the better. If a person, if a, if a heroic character in a story is redeemed, or if a, uh, better yet, if a villain, if a villainous character in a story is redeemed and becomes heroic in the end, then they've been changed for the better. We can also talk about redemption as some sense of repairing or restoring or removing an obligation of a payment. So these are all ways that we can think about and use this word in our language, in our culture. Typically, it gets associated with this idea of exchanging one thing for another especially if we think about how we would probably use redeem and redemption in a more everyday sense. Let's say you go to the grocery store and you redeem a coupon. Well, that is exchanging the coupon for something else, a good or product at either the whole value or a discounted value. And so there's an exchange happening there. And I think that's a good starting point for us understanding the Hebrew concept of redemption. So in both the Hebrew and the Greek, there are several ways and senses in which this uh, word redemption gets translated. In the Hebrew, there are connotations of price, ransom, and payment, but also this concept of kinsman or familial redemption. In other words, bringing someone back into the family and that whole idea of a kinsman redeemer, which we did a Fruit Snacks episode on in season one. So check that out if you haven't listened to it for a better understanding of what a kinsman redeemer is and how it ties into this idea of redemption in Hebrew culture. In the Greek, there's this idea and notion of releasing of something due to a payment or a ransom. In other words, someone gains freedom or liberation or deliverance, we might say. So there are a bunch of different verses we can look at as a way of understanding these different senses. I'll give you a handful here. The kinsman redeemer concept is found in Ruth 4.7. And we also see this idea in the Old Testament in passages like Isaiah 63.4. Now in the New Testament, we would look at passages like Romans 3.24 and Romans 8.23. And then we could also look in the book of Ephesians in chapter 1 verse 7 
chapter 1, verse 14, and chapter 4, verse 30. So if we take the time to look at these passages and more where this word redemption or redeem occurs, you start to get a better picture of how it's used in the Bible. And in the Bible, redemption certainly does mean exchange of some sort. And that is where our English usage of it is not too far off. And so we're not so far removed in our English understanding of a word that we run into a big barrier in uh, culturally speaking uh, with this word like we do with, with others. But in the Bible, there also is this connotation and idea of recovery and of restoration to an original as well. And so as we understand redemption, as we think about redemption in the Bible, here are a few thoughts. God wants to restore things and people to their original design. He wants to free us and liberate us, and he's willing to sacrifice himself to bring it about for his creatures, for our own good. And that means that if I am redeemed by Jesus, then I am who I was created and intended by God to be. So it's only through that way of of being redeemed by Jesus that I can experience real freedom, real liberation in my life. And therefore, you could say that it's God's biggest desire for me that I live the life and that I serve the purpose that he made me for. This idea of redeeming and restoring to an original, I think, is everything to do with the first Adam and the second Adam, that what God originally created and intended for certain purposes was was marred. It was skewed by sin and rebellion. And by sending Jesus and ultimately restoring things back to Eden in a global scale, when it's all said and done, God will have redeemed the whole world, all of his creation, including us, back to our original intended purpose, which he had for us in the garden. And so, to leave you with more of a devotional takeaway here, I would just challenge you to recognize and to be more aware that you can't do things for God without God. That God redeemed you for a relationship and not just to do things for Him. Doing things for God is not your intended purpose. God created you to be in relationship with Him. Not because it's good for Him, but because it's good for you. So focus more on this amazing reality of what God has done for me and for you. And let the service to God and the obedience to God flow out of that. That is God's intended purpose for us, relationship. And service and obedience flow naturally out of a relationship that is involved in a continual fellowship. 